0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the country throughout Australia, and their continuing connection to the land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to them, their cultures, to their elders, both past and present. Hi, I'm Chris Stevens todd narrator and producer of Goulburn Valley Pride's limited series, Think About It, Did It! exploring the lives of everyday regional LGBTIQA Victorians. They share their experiences, what it was like to grow up in a regional town, coming out as a lesbian and later trans, standing out from others, being bashed by a male football team and losing loved ones. We tackle the 40th anniversary of decriminalisation of homosexuality in Victoria and have things really changed. So come along on this journey with us and here... What it was like for everyday queer regional Victorians to live in this world. You're listening to Think About It, Did It. Hi Lee, thanks for taking part in the Think About It, Did It project. What made you want to tell your story?
1: Thanks Chris. Oh well, I thought, I've been out here for, uh, for quite a while and i like to let people know how um how the lgbtiq community affects me
0: and where do you identify with in that community gay and what age was it when you came out
1: when i came out uh 30 year old 31 year old i knew when i was about five year old yeah. um that there was something totally different but um a friend of mine who's lesbian helped me realise, you know, or, or sorry, that's the wrong word, helped me sort of identify as what I was questioning.
0: Yeah, and you said you knew from when you were five Yeah, um, that you were different. What things did you do or notice, do you think, that was different to everybody else?
1: Okay. One of the um, funny things was my sister's, my two sisters my um, mum and dad and myself we used to go down to Melbourne for holidays we'd stay in a hotel and it was overlooking Carlton football ground Yeah. and my sisters would be uh, looking at all the footballers and I would be too. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew something something um was different
0: how did that go i guess growing up then going through school was that hard because you felt you were different to everyone else
1: very hard because i had to keep that side of me hidden i grew up uh like through beacher street um through a uh, through school through high school yeah had to add a sexual relationship with one person at school um but we kept that quite hidden um so yeah it was it was a big thing
0: mm. so you've grown up in in your whole life
1: absolutely yes
0: you've never moved away you've lived here the whole time
1: no oh, um always lived here um gone on holidays up to queensland and um melbourne and places like that but actually never moved no
0: what's do you think's kept you in the shepparton area
1: oh just the community just being adapted to um shepparton life working with working around and being as kids we had friends we had close friends Things like that, yeah. Yeah. Would yeah.
0: you say it's been a positive experience living in Shepherd? Um... It's had its ups and downs. Ups and downs.
1: Ups and downs, yeah.
0: Do you think it's now a lot better than it used to be?
1: Not really, no.
0: In what ways, like, hasn't it become better?
1: Um... There's still this, filters, if this is the word, the uh, stigmata a, a, still a, an expectation. So you're not gay or, you know, like uh, you're a, a poof, you know, you can't be like that. You have to be a big man. You can't cry. You can't you know everything was you can't
0: do you think living in regional victoria has impacted the way that you've lived rather than you know maybe if you had grown up in the city do you think or do you think you would be roughly the same person
1: well uh, growing up in regional victoria gave me a lot more opportunities than i reckon a, a city life would have given me city life's more sort of like headed towards blue collar workers and and um working in in um sort of high class situations where working in a regional you can just be yourself you can just um relax and you know the community you know everyone around you
0: yeah and i guess you got more freedoms as a kid growing up too to go out and explore and have that safer environment that's it uh, what's something you're passionate about?
1: Passionate about is the gay and lesbian, the LGBTIQ. Now that I've identified as being gay, I find equality is a big thing. To be equal in the community, to show everyone that, um, you know, being gay is not a social disease. It's It's not a. Uh, a thing that you just switch on switch off or or just read in a book and and know that you're gay
0: and what kind of other things do you do in the area for fun and enjoyment when covid didn't wreck everything
1: dvds 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 (laughs) watching movies watching movies a lot i'd go out i'd go i'd still go um they ran the bus while the COVID lockdown was on. So I'd go up the street for about an hour and um, get my groceries and then go home and uh, watch DVDs, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then talk to people on the phone or Zoom meetings.
0: Yeah, what type of DVDs do you like? Is there a particular genre?
1: Action, um, Bruce Willis CDs, Mark Wahlberg, those sort of... And comedy movies too, yeah. Yeah.
0: This year marks the 40th anniversary of the decriminalisation of homosexuality in Victoria. Did you know growing up that it was illegal for men to be with other men?
1: Yes, I did. And there was a lot of um, bad sort of things about that. I had a father who was really brought up like he was the man's man. And, you know, you couldn't uh, kiss a guy or you couldn't. Um, have sex with a guy that sort of thing you know like it had to be down the straight and narrow so no i didn't know there was um the decriminalization but thank god that there is mm. now mm. and um yeah i i love it
0: yeah and you know it's about time unfortunately you know tasmania um it took them until 1997 they were a little mm. bit behind the have you ever experienced harassment out in the community and by people for being gay
1: absolutely um a couple of years ago up until last year there's the um a uh, woman out on the street and she swore and cursed and used the f's and c's and uh, told me off because i was kissing my partner in the street at the bus stop and um she looked uh, looked and frowned on it and um, did it three times, so I walked I went around to the court and I just said, "Look, I've had enough of this. I need an AVO on her. They put an AVO on her. It seemed to calm her down a bit, um, but unfortunately she uh, died in a bad house fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ended that.
0: Mm, Not having to live with that abuse now also is a little bit helpful. Mm. Um, Have you ever had to, other than that situation, report stuff to the police that you've experienced from people? Yes. And was that a positive experience reporting that, where the police listened and took action, or did they just sort of dismiss it because they're like, you know, homophobia is not a big thing?
1: About five to eight years ago... The police weren't really interested to know you know um, they had the glows they had the gay and lesbian liaison officers but it wasn't a thing it wasn't so sort of highlighted as it is now you know if someone um, um, puts you down in the street or something you can go and talk to uh, a police officer and they'll actually listen and they'll go, oh, OK, I think this needs this. Where years ago, it didn't need it.
0: So now they sort of help listen and give you some sort of, not resources, but I guess tips on how to handle the situation and yes. things like that. Yes. I guess in our community, there's still a lot of people that have feelings of towards the police because of the police brutality that happened a long time ago. And a big part of, I guess the experience and people being attacked came from the police. Mm. People say they shouldn't be a part of Pride March and things like that. Do Mm. you think that having them included is a good thing?
1: I think having um, the police included, yes. Um, I think it is a good thing. Uh, Like, it's not a thing to be scared of the police because they're only there to uphold the law. Mm. They're not there to hurt us. Uh, unjustly they're there to give us protection and uh do what's right for the community
0: when you did come out i think you said you were in your 30s Mm -hmm. uh what was the reactions like of the people around you that you told
1: oh my god um where will i start um it was absolutely horrendous. My, my uh, father said, I don't want um, gay poof the bastards living in my um, house. And I said, well, bad luck. I'm moving in for a couple of um, months because I was between um, shifting flats. My mum always said that she had her suspicions. My sister got out her gold mascara and put a... a Um, tip of gold mascara through my hair Um, my other sister thought it was the end of the world and took me to church and I got prayed for and and then other people that I told they were pleased for me but there were some that said oh you're one of those poofed the bastards are you you know I'm uh, or you're a gay gay person, you know. Oh, do you like this? Oh, do you like that? You know. Oh, don't hurt him. He won't uh, um, hurt you. Um, we watch bending over, you know, things like that. So, it just been absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah. And what year was that? Do you think?
1: Um, that would have been the first, pro- probably three years that I was out that I came out of the closet um I can remember I walked in home and first time that I had to tell mum I was drunk I had had nine tequilas a co- uh, contro and lemonade and um oh, another drink and I was absolutely plastered and <sighs> mum goes oh you're drunk aren't you yeah um so I got up uh, the next morning and said mum um, I'm gay you know and she, she goes I had my suspicions yeah there again dad Dad just said um, I don't want don't gay poof to bastards living in my house and or um, things like that so it was mind blowing <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah it definitely sounds like it uh, did your relationship with your dad and his way of seeing it improve at all?
1: No Absolutely not. Um, look, one thing that I will say was Dad and I had a very volatile relationship for 40 years and two days before he died I, I got to um, repair that. So it was like 40 years catching up in 10 seconds.
0: You mentioned your sister taking you to church and you being blessed. Yes. What was that like and what was going through your mind you know, was that in front of a whole congregation of people?
1: It was in front of the whole congregation of people. It was on the Sunday and it was uh, in the church and um, the uh, priest was giving um, healing, healing prayers. So my sister thought she'd take me up and get me prayed over and hopefully this gay thing would just disappear you know like pop it's gone and it's like uh, not happening <laughs> <laughs> um because i know who i am i know i know where i want it to be yeah so no matter of all the church service in the world wouldn't convert me back
0: did that relationship improve at all or yeah, yeah 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 she came around and understood and saw that you couldn't pray the gay away
1: She's she's accepted it, but my brother-in-law he he doesn't like it. He doesn't like the um, gay sort of situation. But I'm I'm just hoping you know, like I I still talk to them, but it's like walking on um, razor-sharp eggshells. Yeah. Sort of uh, to we dive right around that um, question.
0: Yeah. I have always noticed you've got a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Do they have meaning to them all? Or were they just things that you thought, I like that and I'm just going to get that?
1: Absolutely. Um, Each one has got meanings. Um, They're meanings in my life. I've got um, one big one. You can see Chris of my mum. Um, She died on the 7th of January, 2014. And that's got a really. I'll talk about that because that's got a big signi- significance. When I was, when I came out, uh, I came out in two thousand, and Dad said, "I've hated hated you since birth. I've hated your name since birth. I wanted you to be a girl, not a boy." And I thought that was really hurtful. So for three months prior, I was signing my name Lee, but before that. I I had my old name and why I'm saying that is it was uncanny because I changed my name and I got the papers through on the 7th of January 2000. When mum died, it was 7th of January 2014, so I died with her, so... Um, Yeah, that's what what that one was about. Um, I've got a a hummingbird, which is a um, sign of peace, love and freedom. I've got um, three uh, God kids, Alex Liam and Matilda, and they're beautiful. And then um, I've got a Bible verse and um, rosary beads. And yeah, I just love it. I just love, I love tattoos. The tattoo bugs bit me.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very addictive once you get that first one, isn't
1: it? It is, very. It's,
0: um, it's hard to explain, but you just keep wanting to go back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you had a biblical verse um, on there, mm-hmm. um, and your sister took you to church. So did you have an upbringing of a religion within your family yeah. that you still feel connected to?
1: Um, there again, I was brought up Anglican, and I converted over to Catholicism. Now, um, uh, I had, it's, it's a very funny story and I might bring that up later in the um, podcast but um, my mum and I had a fight and um, I was walking down past our old place and she drove around the corner and um, she looked at me um, this car pulled up and I didn't know her in her new car And she said, well, are you going to get in? And it's like, oh, okay. Um, So we've amended our ways, you know. Um, Mum took me to church to uh, the uh, St. Brendan's. And um, I took it from there and did the RCIA program, which is Rite of Christian Initiation Mm. in Adults. Yeah. So I became Catholic.
0: And are you still, would you say, Catholic and practising...
1: Absolutely, yeah. I love my Catholic.
0: Yeah, and what's the experience like um, within the Catholic Church? And uh, do they know you're gay and supportive of you as who you are?
1: I had a friend of mine she turned around and said to me, um, "Oh, uh, I'll tell I'll tell the um, church you're gay." And I said, "Listen, you can go right ahead because I've already um, told them." Um, uh, as you can see, Chris, I've got my nose pierced, my ear pierced, and um, I've got uh, tattoos. And I I said to my priest, "You know that I'm gay." They didn't really. They didn't look down on it they didn't um judge me they didn't um we had a fantastic young priest that um was just um was just really at peace and said oh look if you need to talk about anything you can come to me and you can scream shout whatever um yeah but you know uh, I, i felt like i wasn't judged i felt like i was home yeah,
0: so that's really good that you've had that positive experience.
1: Yeah, I will. I will add one thing about the church is um, for a couple of years people wouldn't come up um, to me to receive communion. I'm what's known as an extraordinary minister, so I'm a. I've been given. A special um, blessing to be a special minister, so I can give out um, communion along with the priest. So uh, a lot of people wouldn't come up and take the communion bread from me. Mm. Um, But as a special minister, you had to wash your hands. You had to be very vigilant with your cleanliness. Yeah. With it. So yeah. And
0: has that changed now? Where people do?
1: Um, There's still a couple that won't come up. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't care anymore. Yeah. I just do it to the people that know me and like me and um, treat me easily.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's their issues to work. Um, but, yeah, so we're almost at the end oh. of our time together. And one question that I have asked everybody... Mm-hmm. is uh, do you feel you're the person you currently want to be or is there still things you want to do and achieve to be that person?
1: That's a very good question. Um, I think I'm uh, about three quarters of the way through where I want to be. Um, there's still a little bit that I'd like to adjust and, and just be me like I'm working on trying to um, get my partner more involved in things and they're trying to work out a few little crinkles in our relationships. So, yeah. But um, apart from that, I think it, it's um, done really good.
0: That's good. And how long have you been in your relationship for? Six years. Oh, wow. I've known you for a long time and I didn't know that. <laughs> so, you know, the things you learn.
1: We wanted to... Um, my partner wanted to stay sort of in the background. Yeah. Then trying to coax a a bit more of a decent relationship, that, that helped. That would have helped in the last couple of years. Hmm. So I, I wasn't sort of... We didn't know whether we were together or just friends or whatever. Yep. But yeah
0: been a rolling process of of different things and and obviously them learning who they are and where they're at in their life as well and and things like that. Is there anything else that you want to share before we finish up?
1: I think working working out Mm -hmm. in the community like I have for the last 32 years has given me a lot of valuable experience. I've worked in many and varied areas. It's toned me to who i am if i didn't go through those things i wouldn't have been where i am today i don't think
0: yeah well i reckon i've known you now for 13 years and i can say in all them times you've always been smiling and happy and very joyful so Uh, Thank you very much, Lee, for being a part of uh, this podcast and think about it, did it? And um, I hope that the rest of the year paves out to be a good one and bring on 2022.
1: Absolutely. Thanks very much, Chris, for this opportunity. I hope everything goes well. And, yes, I've known you and Damien for... 13 years too and it's been just such a delight to um be with you guys and and talk to you guys you know um yeah yeah it's been fantastic fantastic opportunity
0: that's it for this episode of think about it did it join us on the next episode and please remember if anything you heard has caused any distress please seek support i'm chris stevens todd till next time